0: Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast. This is a place where warriors are shaped. I'm your host, Danny Timras, and it is my personal mission to help you awaken your warrior spirit. Fearless Warrior isn't the one who has no fear, it is a warrior who stays with the fight no matter the struggle, fear, or circumstances. The real warriors have the discipline, grit, and tenacity to chase their dreams and stay on their path. Are you one of them? Tune in and learn from the warriors of today and start carving out the warrior within. Welcome to the next episode on the Us Warrior Podcast. My guest for today's show is Julie Alston. Julie is the Chief Executive Director of Air and Marine Tax Professionals, expert sales tax consultancy in California. Now, before you zone out and get turned off by the word taxes, I want you to reconsider as you're just about to hear one heck of a story. Julie started at the company as a receptionist and today is the CEO of a thriving and growing business. Her company enjoys a 100% success rate when filing tax returns for their customers. Now pause for a second. This is no joke. 100% success rate is truly outstanding. That means they're delivering on their promise to customers every single time. How did she do that? This is what we discussed in the episode. If you want to know how to deliver value to your customers, grow your business, and empower your team, then your time with us will be well spent. Outside of business, we talk about her mindset and formula for success, building confidence, and how she hits her goals every single time. It's worth to note that Julie is also a Grand Cardone licensee and has learned from Grand Cardone himself. In her recent work, she has been holding seminars to inspire women everywhere. She is dedicated to empowering women and her goal is to teach, empower and mentor the next generation of leaders. So listen carefully and take notes. This interview is fantastic. If you do enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend who needs to hear this message. And now, let's dive into the interview. Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast. Julie, I'm so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Oh, I'm excited to be here because it's always fun to share life and experiences with other people.
0: Absolutely. So Julie, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, my name is Julie Alston, and I
1: am the Executive Director of Arrow Marine Tax Professionals. Uh, I am also a Grant Cardone licensee, so we help people be able to become a, I call it a better version of yourself, and you take the things that you're good at and polish you and help you to become more of that. It's so much more than sales training. It's kind of life training, so I enjoy that. At Arrow Marine Tax Professionals, we help people that have vessels airplanes and motorhomes not to pay the sales tax in california and so no one day on my job is ever the same And i think that's one of my most favorite things and i'm a mom of three grown children now that are each doing fun things in life and they are living things
0: to the fullest so that's who i am fantastic You know, this is a Fearless Warrior podcast and and this platform, right? We like to understand kind of the warrior stories of our guests. And uh, that's why one of the important questions I like to ask is, what were some of the most defining experiences in your life that have helped you become who you are today? Well,
1: for me, when life started as a child, my father told me there was nothing that I couldn't do. So he started me off in life as a warrior because he set me up automatically to believe that I could do anything so for me that was the beginning and I went from doing that to when I got married listening to things that I shouldn't have listened to in a marriage and kind of took all that stuff that my dad had taught me away and I believed it so I think that was the pivoting moment in my life when I figured out that who you surround yourself with is who you become So you have to be very careful with who you surround yourself with. Because I now surround myself with very positive people that are helping me get to the next level in life always. So just like you, Daniela, you challenge people to get outside of their comfort zone and go to that next level to do things. So that was probably the most pivotal point in my life when I finally realized that you have to be so careful what you surround yourself with.
0: That is so true and so powerful. Your tribe is really one of the most influential people for yourself, right? So you need to choose carefully. And then it becomes even more complex when it is your own family or the peers around you that are not really helping you or serving you. So how did you actually overcome that yourself? Well, I
1: overcame it because I left the situation. So I became a single mom of three kids. So I became the sole person for them to depend on because I had legal and physical custody of my kids and we were together all the time. And I had three jobs to support my children. And I thought I was putting on this very strong front that I was very confident and very courageous. But my middle son, about three years ago, so you have to understand this is almost 20 years when all this happened, about three years ago, my middle son had went to a, me to a 10X Growth Conference and he said, Mom, I want you to realize something that all that time growing up, we could see that you had lost all of your confidence and it made us kind of insecure. He did it in a very sweet way because he was trying to show me that how much I had grown since I had left that. And it was because of him that I left that situation. Because he finally stood up to his father and it made me realize that it was time to just stop. Because he had the courage to do that. And my son shouldn't have been the one to do that. It should have been me.
0: That is very deep. How did you react to it when your son shared this with you? I took it because
1: I had grown so much in those 17 years. That he wanted to tell me that now because he saw me change, saw me be able to become more courageous. And I had so much more confidence that it gave him the reality that he could do the same thing. You don't have to stay where you're at. You can do so much more. And he saw that growth in me. So it gave him the confidence that he could do the same. And so now he's one of the top salespeople in New York City working for a startup company. And he's very good at what he does. So in the last two years, he has grown so much We talk a
0: lot and Joshua is a very amazing young man. I'm so glad. Giving your children the example of how you should tackle some of the biggest life challenges is probably one of the best ways how you can probably empower them. And I'm not a parent, so really it's not my place to talk about that. But I can tell that when you walk to talk and you do what you say, it's one of the best ways to really set an example. So I can see you definitely made an impact on your son
1: yes the biggest part about this is 10 years ago i started working for aero and marine i started as a receptionist here and when i came here it was like oh you want me to make phone calls and talk to people and i said i can't do that and tom who is now my husband told me yes you can i know you can do it so he took and he started by gradients started showing me that, yes, you can do this, and let me show you how. And if I failed, he never yelled at me or told me that I was stupid. He said, what would you do if I wasn't here? How would you fix this? And by doing that, he taught me to fix my own problems. He always encouraged me to go to the next level. So once I got really good at making all those phone calls, he says, whoa, you're doing great with this, so now you can do this. So he would give me the next step to help me grow to the next step. And then he said, well, now that you're doing this, you can do this. And he always showed me the path to get there, but made me make my own decisions. He said, what you have to do with people is if you want them to survive, you cannot just feed them. You have to teach them how to fish. So that's correct. That's what I do now. I teach people how to fish because I want my employees to be able to go to the next level. I want them to be able to survive in this world. I will equip them with everything that they need to do their job, that I need them to be able to make their own decisions. They need to be able to fish. And I love celebrating with them. When one of them does something that's out of the ordinary, like we have goals in our office and we get the steps to get to your goals. So when somebody hits a goal that they've been working on for a year, we all celebrate with them. So that you celebrate the goals and then you set new ones. And so you have to do that. You have to celebrate your goals that you, when you achieve them. And that's what keeps you to have the courage to keep going on to the next step. Because if you don't celebrate the victories, they don't become real victories. So it's it's so important, encouraging. And even when you have to sit down with somebody to do corrections, you need to bring out the good points, even while you're doing the corrections, so they don't feel like you're there being attacked. So you have to have enough courage to sit down with somebody as soon as it happens so they can learn. But you also have enough courage to help them grow to the next level.
0: 100%. You just said it so well teach people how to fish, empower them, give them the tools they need, and also be that kind and maybe even empathetic leader who helps them see the good things while helping them see the opportunities for growth.
1: Yes. I guess the top three things that have made it so that I could be where I am today, I would say is number one is my father starting me off in life on the right foot. Number two is Tom, my husband. He encourages me every day to be more like I wouldn't be on this podcast today if it wasn't for him because he's the one that said, yes, you can do this and you need to face your fears of doing this and just do it. And he's right. So like I said, he, and then people like Elena Cardone, Sherry Hamilton, Natalie Workman. These are ladies that I look to as mentors and I listen to their all their things that they have, I read as much as I can from them. I even have an open email with, with Sherry whenever I need a question answered, she answers it for me right away on things with my business. So you have to find those, that's the third thing, is you have to find those mentors in your life, those people that are that you set like in high above to so you have somewhere you want to go to. So I said to all three of those ladies as, this is where I want to get to. This is my next level. This is where I want to be in five years. I want to have my life in such a way that I want to be able to do what they're doing. They're running large companies. They, are, they speak with such firmness and such straightforward and to the point. And I love them for that. And when you ask them a question, they know the answer. And it fits right into my life and it's because they've already experienced it so those are probably the three biggest things actions that have enabled me to get to where i am today we just came off the biggest month that we have had since this for the last 10 years in our company okay and i'm a consultant for our company besides being the executive director and i used to be scared to death of sales last month i did the most sales in our company And it was my biggest month that I've ever done. It was huge for me. And we celebrated. We had so much fun. And my whole team celebrated it with me. And it encouraged me that we're already surpassing last month in this month. So, and it's thanks to all the things that I'm doing and looking for and looking at these ladies. So it gives you so much energy just to push on, push past. Like my other goal was to have five new employees and I now have... As of yesterday, we've We, hired, we have hired six new employees. Wow, that's phenomenal. Yes. You
0: Sorry. already broke your goal <laughs> or, or surpassed <laughs> it. <laughs> it's great. And creating opportunities in this time, it's so amazing. And you know, I applaud you for growing your business and being able to pivot. I imagine that you probably might have needed to pivot during this time or was that the case for you or, or not really? It was until about, two months ago we didn't really
1: pivot because what we do is very it's a very vertical very small market what we do but because we never slowed our outflow if anything we increase the amount of phone calls we are making we increase the number of emails we you will see us everywhere on social media just because when we started blasting things more and more and more and i think that is what because outflow creates inflow and so we just made this massive, massive outflow. And it finally, in August, it started turning around. But we did what we had to do to survive because of the, the COVID and everything. And people were scared to buy airplanes because that's my biggest part of my business. And we just turned it and And now we're even doing more with our Grant Cardone licensees. And we started our website with that. And so that is now, we have some funnels coming on for my part of it because I have a coaching program that I'm going to be doing. So it's kind of really exciting to see uh, the new ideas from my, some of my new employees have been with us less than 60 days. They came in with so much energy and so many new ideas. It's like, and they know how to present them to you and put them to use and put them out there. So it's been so much fun because when you look at a bunch of people together that have all this
0: energy, it just makes it explode. (laughs) That's phenomenal. All the people are uniting under one common goal and then uh, crushing it together. Like, What a better end result, right? <laughs> yes. I
1: guess what we do, it's hard. Uh, like A lot of people will, will call us and they'll say they think that we're CPAs. I have to explain that, no, all we do is that sales and use tax. And it's a very specialized thing that we do here in California. And when we get done, our clients get a letter from the state of California saying they do not owe that sales tax. They call it a use tax because we haven't taken possession outside the state. But because they think it's a gray area, it's not gray. It's very black and white. And the state has those regulations and has these exemption processes. So that's probably the most misunderstood thing about our business and what we do, because that's the only part of the taxes that we do. But we're very, very good at it because we've done a little over 1,700 of these exemptions and we have mm-hmm. a 100% we have
0: never failed. Well, that's an excellent track record. Who would like to have a hundred percent you know <laughs> success rate right? that's that's phenomenal. Okay, that's like bulletproof almost. Of course, everybody wants to pay less taxes, right? So uh, so that is very appealing. <laughs> Great. This is awesome. So now I do want to peel back the onion a little bit more behind your success, right because you you talked about the people in your life and how they are so cru- crucial to your success. and you talked about your mentors. And also kind of pushing yourself to the next level kind of every time. But what are some other things that maybe you did or a mindset you applied that have helped you grow from receptionist to the CEO of the company?
1: I would say the biggest thing is I study, I do Cardone every day. I role play every day. I read a lot. If you do not invest the time to make yourself better, you will never... Become better. You can't just exist through life. You have to take the time to invest in yourself. So that is something that I truly believe. No matter how busy life gets, you have to schedule that time in your day. I have a planner. I have a day planner, and I schedule time in my day for my exercising. Because if you do not keep your body fit and going in the right direction, because for a while I didn't, and you'll get sick. So doing that, continuing to learn because the more I learned, the more courage I had, the more confidence I had that I knew what I was saying was correct. and just by role playing the closes with the grand card down closes has taught me how to use that in life. It's not just closing cells. it's convincing people in life when you want something done, convincing them the why they can't argue it back with you because you become so convincing because I am so sold on what I'm doing. I'm so sold on the fact that and confident that I know that I can help people. But it was a process because if you go from not having any confidence at all, which that's where I started, as long as you have somebody or you have yourself to tell yourself every day that you can do it. Okay. I have a quote from Sherry Hamilton and I'm going to share it with all of you. Okay. And I say this to myself every day when I wake up in the morning i am a powerful being and a stoppable force and i say that every morning because I truly believe that so if you don't study apply what you study and work your way through that you won't get where you want to be because that's only it's, it's a lot of hard work but it is so worth it but you have to invest in yourself you have to find a mentor. You need to find somebody that can help you through these things. I never did my workouts till I found somebody that understood. And they call me on it all the time. They email me. They say, did you do your workouts today? Where can we help you? You have to reach out and find those people in your life that can encourage you to do what you need to be doing.
0: 100%. You just said it. That is so powerful. I will repeat the quote from Sherry Hamilton. So I am a powerful being, an unstoppable force. Yes. That is definitely resonating. And the more you say to yourself, the more unstoppable you will become, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I look at myself in the
1: mirror when I say that, because you need to say it and you need to, be able to believe your face. You need to be saying it to like you're saying it to a thousand people out there, because if you can't say it and make yourself believe it, how are you going to make anybody else believe it?
0: Totally. And that's true also for, for sales, right? If you don't believe in the product you sell, why should others buy it, right? So you need to have that inner confidence first in yourself, in your abilities, the company you represent. It's all tied together. Yes, I completely agree. So let me dive in a little bit more. So you said you uh, log in to Cordon University, you role play, and you read. So what do you read? What do I read? I've read
1: all of Grant's books probably two or three times. I've read Elena's book i listen to the podcast of Lena does one on Wednesdays and I do that. And then I also listen to Natalie Workman's podcast. I also listen to 10 X 360 live because you get a lot of different ideas about different businesses with that. And then I have other books that I, a few other authors and things that I read, like my son will send me something you need to like three feet from gold. He says, you'll love this book, mom, here, read it. <laughs> so I'll pick it up on Audible because when I do my walking or whatever, I can listen to it. And then my husband will come up with some new book. He has one that he wants me to read. I can't remember the title of it right off the top of my head. But those are the things I'm always picking up. Something you should be reading at least, bare minimum, a book a month, bare minimum. My goal is to do a book a week. So read or, or listen to one of the two because there is so much out there. And if you notice, all my stuff is a lot towards... You have to be careful to keep your focus centered and not go too far from this what you're centering on because sometimes you can get so many different opinions that it causes confusion. So if you notice a lot of the stuff that I listen to and everything is all centered towards Grant Cardone because Natalie's a part of you know they have Cardone Ventures which is a part of Grant Cardone's team and then Sherry is their COO of Grant Cardone so a lot of the stuff that I am involved with Goes towards that because they all have the same philosophy. They all have the same goals, and they their ethics and the things that they have in mind are the same. They match with mine so well. So you need to make sure you do that because sometimes, otherwise, it will cause confusion in your life if you try to go down five
0: different paths. Totally, I think this is a really good recommendation, right? Or at least you can follow different people, but there should be some level of consistency in the message. Uh, so, a you also. Don't get overwhelmed with the different thoughts, but then uh, you have one direction that you're heading. So, so that's definitely a good point. Great. And it's awesome that you're really taking the time to do this for yourself. Now, tell me more about the role play. How do you practice the role play? And You mentioned it's more related to closing or is it also related to different areas? It is, especially because like I told you, we have four new employees,
1: so Everybody in my office, it doesn't matter what you do. Everybody makes some type of phone calls here. So when we role play, we have like a, somebody that's already knows how to do like the pitch for our airplane or our vessel part of our business. So they'll let the other person be the client and then they pitch them. And they work this back and forth until they can, the new person can pitch it back to them. and You make corrections and adjustments. And so that they, they're not practicing on our potential clients, they're practicing on each other. There's, I forgot how many closes, a hundred and some odd closes that we have from Cardone University that we printed out. So that's sometimes is where we start the acknowledgement. You know, yes, I understand what you're saying and how to pivot that and turn it and go back into uh, closing the deal. So we practice those small little ones that only take like 30 seconds back and forth. But every morning we do this for a half hour. So we start our day in our office, just so you understand, just with a six, we call it our success meeting. So we say our stats and then everybody tells this a success from the day before. So that's the way to start your day on a positive note, how to get out there. And that's where we start with, and then we fall into our role playing. And so it just, it gets people warmed up. We even start with a smile drill. Okay. So like when I'm talking to you right now, you can tell I have a smile on my face, can't you? I can. (laughs) So what we do for like a minute, which is really hard to do, you look at your partner and you smile at them because you have to be able to convey that smile over the phone to a person because they're not seeing you. All they're hearing is your voice on that phone. So we practice smiling. It's called our smile drill in the morning. It makes us laugh. It makes you giggle. And it's an excellent way to start the day with a smile. Because then you can take whatever happened that morning, whether the kids did something or something happened at home, and you're sitting here and you're laughing and giggling at work because we're making you smile at each other to start your day. I think that's
0: amazing. <laughs> that's our drills in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no push-ups or pull-ups, anything like that? We do ten, <laughs> we do 10 jumping decks. That's to
1: get everybody's. Blood flowing just to kind of. Sure. <laughs> okay. And the other thing we do, like after lunch, sometimes you can tell all of a sudden, some days you don't have the energy, you can just feel it just kind of lag. So, my product office manager in our office, when she feels that lag happening in her office, she goes into our we have a big screen TV, into our big main area. And we turn on the mac- Macarena and we'll get up for three or four minutes and dance the Macarena because that gets everybody giggling and laughing again, gives them more energy
0: so that they can finish their day out. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Definitely the forever famous Macarena. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just makes it work. Should be We work really hard, but we have a lot of fun.
0: It definitely should be that way. And especially now, right? And when everybody's working remote, I mean, are you working remotely as well with with your employees? We're back in our office
1: and I love that. It's really hard for me to work remotely. You know, as a consultant, I can't, because I can't take, we have a lot of confidential paperwork, so that cannot leave my office. So it makes it really hard to work remotely. So I love being back. I feed off of being able to be around other people. Like I really miss, we do boat shows and airplane shows and where you get to meet your clients face-to-face. And I love that. And I miss that human interaction because it's not the same as Zoom.
0: I'm sorry, it's just not. No, it's not. It's not. Why we can't be so grateful for Zoom and other technologies. It's just not the same.
1: No. So hopefully in January, we'll be able to go back to the boat shows. We have one scheduled right now. We'll see what happens. But I look forward to it because that's just a whole new level. It's just so much fun.
0: I love it. Oh, I bet. Especially for the new buyers, right? Who are maybe putting themselves in the shoes of owning that boat and imagining what it would be like. (laughs) Yes. And it's so much fun to talk to them or walk down there and look at the boats with them because that's just
1: part of the service. You, You go down there and you, you look at things with them, you talk with them about them, tell them what they can do and how they can do it. You go that extra mile. And when you go to these shows, you're able to do
0: that. Yeah. And it's, I would say one of the best ways to attract new customers, right? When they can truly imagine and, maybe even test things out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I hope that the event will happen for you and that you'll be able to do it as, as planned.
1: Yes, yeah. so me too.
0: <laughs> yes. Right now, we're actually talking a little bit, few weeks before the episode uh, goes out. However, we're slowly approaching the end of the year and a lot of people will be reviewing the goals, right? As it's usually the case, a lot of people set New Year's resolutions or get more specific, set up some SMART goals. What would you advise those on making sure that they can actually follow through with these goals. What is your method for setting goals?
1: Well, my method for setting goals is I have a planner and I write my goals every morning and every night. They're not always the same because sometimes they change, but for the majority of the time, they are the same. And so I consistently do that every day. And when I reach one of those goals, then I cross it off and I add another one. In between the goals, I do have, targets so those are like my stepping stones to reach that goal and so that's how i do it and if you don't consistently i have found that if i did not consistently write them twice a day every day then it takes me a lot longer to attain those goals and i set really high goals usually my goals are things that at first i don't think are really obtainable but i write them down anyway and then i start writing down the targets that will help me get to that goal and Then I start hitting those targets and it's like, oh, yes. So I just keep writing the goal anyway. And then when they have it, it's like, yes, we did it. We made our goal because for me, the goals that I write are for this company. I do have personal goals too, but my main goals are for this company because I have a lot of belief because if I can make this company successful, it will help every one of my employees to get financial freedom so they can go out there and live the best life that they can live. And so when I look at it that way, and my end goal for these goals, I know where I want to be, what I want to be doing in 10 years. I have goals for one, three, five, and 10 years. And in 10 years, I want to be running my own 501c3 with my son, who's a physical therapist. And we have goals for that. So that's my end game. That's why I want to make the money that we're making today so I can go do my end game. And so that's that's how I make my goals happen.
0: Cause I know where I want to be in 10 years. Great. So tell me a little bit more about how you came with that kind of 10 year plan or 10 year vision. What was the process? Well, I started with one year where I wanted to be a year from now. And then I looked at three
1: years where I wanted to be and then where I wanted to be in five years. And it's like, well, you know, and a lot of it had to do with money and where I wanted to be financially so that I could have financial freedom. And I started asking myself, why do I want to have that financial freedom? What is the reasoning for that? Because you need to have, you need to be able to live, leave a legacy behind. Something that far out money, all the things that you you yourself, when you're gone, people will forget. But what you leave behind, the legacy you leave behind, people will remember forever. So the legacy I want to be able to leave behind is helping other people. And I try to do that every day in my business. I love when I get somebody in here that says, well, I don't have the courage or the confidence to do that and to teach them how to do that. So I came up with my 10-year goal when I sat down with my son. My son is 30 years old. He was born with a slight case of cerebral palsy. Today, he's a physical therapist that in a year from now, he will start on a PhD program to do research. And his biggest goal is to be able to help people beyond what the insurance will pay for so he can see the finished product because so many times he's helping people and he can only get him so far in life to what where he wants them to be and then he can't go any further because the insurance won't pay anymore and they can't afford it so we want to open up our own clinic that he'll be able to help people till he's finished till he gets them where they want to be and for me that is as a mom i never hindered him he played regular basketball he ran cross country He did track. I never told him he couldn't do anything. In fact, I told him he could do anything. There was nothing in life that he could not do. And that young man has lived by that. He bicycles to work right now down. He lives near Venice Beach and he works at a clinic right next to uh, UCLA. And he bicycles to work every day. He ran the New York Marathon a year ago. That's fantastic. And he he has CP. So That same thing that I did with him and Joshua and Whitney, I do that same thing with my employees. So that's how I get to my 10-year goal is helping people. That's my ultimate goal. You know, I love sitting down and talking with people.
0: I can feel that. And thank you for sharing your son's vision for how he wants to empower his patients. I think that is a a really, not just altruistic goal, but um, it is a very real obstacle, right? The fact how healthcare functions in this country is a challenge, and it's true that oftentimes we're hindered by the cost to get better access to healthcare or or the help that we need to get, and it's very sad that that's what it is. So figuring out a way or even a business model that helps patients do that more easily, that is great, and I applaud that. Thank you. We've covered so much and I'm curious, is there something you'd like our listeners to know that you haven't shared yet, but it's important to to voice out?
1: I would say that the one thing is we as women tend to put ourselves in a box and you need to quit doing that. I believe in coloring outside the lines. I love coloring outside the lines, in fact, and just throw the box away. Because there is nothing, if you're a lady out there, you are a true warrior woman, uh, there is nothing that you cannot do. And you need to quit having that idea of a box that because you're a woman, you can't advance, you can't do this or you can't do that. We need to get, we really need to get rid of that, those thoughts. So for me, that would probably be the biggest thing that whatever box you put yourself in, start coloring outside of the lines. Take the courage, take the step to color outside those lines and outside that box.
0: I love that. And I love the metaphor. I don't think I ever heard it exactly in this phrase. It's beautiful. There are a few more questions I do want to ask you. So as this is a Fearless Warrior podcast, I'm always curious to hear what is your definition of a warrior? A
1: warrior is someone that has the confidence to conquer every fear each day, because every day we have a fear of something. So you need to get up, And whatever you have your biggest fear of that day, conquer it first. For me, a warrior is someone that faces their fears every day and conquers them and moves on.
0: doesn't matter whether you win or lose. If you've conquered that fear, that's all that matters. Fantastic. Being courageous and stepping into the uncomfortable. I can definitely resonate with that. Julie, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Are there any parting thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Just that if there's any time that you want somebody to just listen
1: or talk to, to tell you, yes, you can, that, you know, I am always ready and willing to listen to people. That's one of my favorite things to do. I get phone calls all the time. I take the time if I can't talk because I'm talking to somebody else. I always call people back but if you don't have anybody out there to listen to you then you I would be more than happy to do
0: that because that's just part of who I am that's a very generous offer and I agree that it seems like these days you know, we we may struggle finding somebody who is willing to listen we may have a few people but uh, there's not that many right who are willing to give the time so being there for other people it's one of the greatest gifts you can give so thank you for extending that Julie so on that note what is the best way for our listeners to reach out to you?
1: You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, anywhere. It's under Julie Alston. I spell my name a little different. It's J-U-L-L-I-E and then A-L-S-T-O-N. On Instagram, uh, my marketing people made me a new thing that's called at Julie's. It's J-U-L-L-I-E-S. Jules, J-E-W-E-L-L-S. Because I am going to start dropping nuggets in there so for encouragement. So if you want a daily encouragement or something, start following me on that Instagram because that's what it's going to be for. It's gonna be I'm about to launch like a newsletter that'll be called Julie's Jewels. And so you'll be able to sign up for that. And you'll uh, just give it's if you need a place to just listen to a, a voice of
0: encouragement once a day, you'll be able to go there and you can find things. That's fantastic. I like the theme, Julie's Jewels. That's very well done. (laughs) Julie, thank you so much for taking the time today. It was such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. I really hope everything goes well for you, for your business, your family, and that your business continues to thrive. You're doing a wonderful job. And thank you for sharing your nuggets of wisdom with our listeners today. Thank you for inviting me. I truly appreciate it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this was another fantastic conversation. If you need to go back and re-listen to it and share with somebody who needs to hear it. But there was a at least a few items that you could take away from this. So thank you. And we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you for spending some time with me. And most of all, for investing time in yourself. If you found value in this podcast, share it with your friends and family and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our episodes. This will greatly help us spread the word and help others find it more easily. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at denny Timras. Shoot me a note and let me know what you thought of today's conversation. I always welcome any feedback or questions. Remember... Now that you're here, you're part of a tribe. In this tribe, we care for each other. We lift each other up, as well as share the raw, honest, unpolished truth that we often need to hear. So before you go, think about the next best action you can take to get you on your path to success. Don't wait for tomorrow. Make a commitment and do it now. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, have a great day.